0: Welcome everyone. Welcome. This is Mike. It is 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. It's time for our Sweet Dash Q&A webinar. I hope everyone's doing well. Let's start off by everyone having everyone jump into the chat. Say hi. Let me know where you're from. Maybe your business niche and that'll let me know that you can indeed chat. And I did forget to open it up to everyone. Or I did remember to open it up to everyone. Hi, Kamisha. From Italy, Seattle, there it's working. Milano, hey, big win, big win the other day. AC Milan beat Juventus. Pretty nice. Inter is one going to win the uh, the league? I don't know if you are you Inter. Yeah, okay, so you win the league. What what do you then? You go to the Champions League. So you're doing pretty good over there. Nice season for sure for Inter. Very nice, very nice. Um. Yes, ma'am. Camis, I'm I'm aware. I'm a I'm a fan. Nice job. We have a very very authentic Italian or a pizza place uh, locally, and they're they're huge Inter fans. So we, uh, occasionally, I go there and get some pizza and talk about football. Yeah. So it's nice. All right. Uh, good. Hi, nice to see you. Second nature, safety. We are recording the me- meeting. Typically, these will end up on YouTube, uh, unless there's some horrific <laughs> explosion or uh, gaff of some sort. No, we we usually are putting these on YouTube now so that everyone can have have uh, the advantage. Luckily, you guys are here and you get to uh, control the narrative a little bit with your with your questions. And uh, so good, thank you, for, thank you for being here. I think we'll have some more people show up here in just a little while, so we'll have a nice full house. All right, let's go ahead and get started. I know uh, all of you can. I think you can see my screen. We're looking at the Sweet Dash website here. Uh, just to say that, um, if you haven't, if you don't have a free trial yet, I would encourage you to just go ahead and do that. There's no risk there. We don't ask for a credit card. It just gives you a chance to look at the software and start your evaluation. Uh, as you're doing that, the documentation is your best best place to get started. This is an always growing and and really updated every single day, right? Oh, thank you, Shamika. I I, like, I can take a compliment any day of the week, all right? So yeah, this is our new our website is evolving. Uh, we decided not to do it all in one go, so you'll see that it's changing a little bit at a time with some new graphics and this is the newest thing that was added uh, over the weekend so now you can see depending on how big your team is how much money you can save every month so you can either pay $4,656 a month or you can pay $99 a month Um, I'm gonna gamble that I know where you would fall on that decision but yes so these are these are just uh, some additions that we've been making and I think they turned out well. So thank you very much, Shamika. That's nice to hear. Uh, yes, so the documentation is updated constantly. Uh, this, the community is now open to everyone, even free trials, even people who don't have com- accounts. All you have to do is come here and click Sign Up. You can sign up for the community. Uh, this is a separate login from your Suite Dash login for security reasons. So yes, you will need a unique username and password. When you're inside, it looks much like this. Uh, we post here uh, on a regular basis, uh, usually about every two weeks, a new, what we call Fresh On Live, which is uh, the most recent features and improvements that have been delivered into the system, uh, for into production. So that's a nice way. This is, this is the first place that we announce those things. So that's one advantage of being here. The other is, of course, there are groups that Uh, fit different niches and members in those groups and there's discussions happening here that will help you um, not reinvent the wheel in many cases I think so some pretty rich discussions happening here and our team is is fairly active there as well and Sweet-Academy Dash this is where uh, videos this is our video library essentially any videos that are created we're also posting them here in addition to the YouTube channel So this one was just posted two days ago, a week ago, a week ago. So there's a pretty constant feed of videos. I would definitely suggest that you subscribe and, um, hit that little bell and you'll be notified every time there's a new video and they are, these videos are in depth. Okay. These are not just little, uh, um, walkthrough, quick walkthroughs. This one in fact is 41 minutes long. And it's broken down step by step by step as you go through, even to the point of showing you uh, the, uh, let's see if we can watch a minute here, the, uh, well YouTube is slow today, but what, what it's going to show you is this. So this is a uh, workflow that's outlined in that video, and I will actually drop the link into the chat. It's a public link. So you guys can go there and have a look. The video is embedded and linked there. Yes, so um, this is something that you guys can look at. You can just stare at. Think about how you can adapt to your use case. Watch the video over and over. And this was designed, it's quite simple actually what it does. It just moves someone through three circle progression. And um, But the power is, is that each one of these changes these uh circle change we call it here but not only could you achieve that but you could achieve any number of our trigger action automations using this framework as a base and um, in implementing things like email marketing list project creation invoice creation contract uh, all that so i think this is a really helpful way to look at a workflow that and watch it being built And start to get an idea of how you might be able to adapt that Uh, and that leads into the reason we're here which is sweet dash is a very powerful piece of software that you can adapt to your particular use case Uh, it's generic in that way so you can adapt it if you have a dog walking business or a coaching business or a landscaping business accounting we've have there's no end to the number of niches that we're serving So it's very adaptable, but the downside of that is there's not a very standard step one, step two, step three that works for everyone. And so we try to address that by providing as many educational resources as possible um, and video walkthroughs and also this webinar which we're here almost every week to provide a place for you to shoot your questions and we'll try to address every single one and you know, we're not able to go into detailed uh, walkthroughs, even as you see this video took 41 minutes and that's produce, production time. There's probably 20 or 30 hours of work in this video, putting it together and producing it. Uh, so we can't really do that live here in, in, in 60 minutes, but uh, we can try to get you over your conceptual hurdles. Uh, Hilton asks, uh, do we have ready-made templates? Yes, we do Hilton, we have a, a template library But also what one of the um, one of the places we are starting some planning that will take this a step further is that we will be able to provide you with a template that would load basically this exact funnel in your account okay and what do I mean by that I'll take a few minutes here since I don't see a ton of questions what I mean is we would write a script. It's a script essentially. It wouldn't be something that you could build and then save. It will be a script from our side where we'll say, okay, let's take this funnel. And when we when you decide to load that script in your account, we will build in your account an intake form that will be predefined, preset. to. We will add these circles. We will basically follow in in about two tenths of a second in the back end the database we'll follow the order of this video we'll create the circles first then we'll go in we'll create the portal pages we'll make the associations for step one set this portal page to the start page for it says circles circle funnel step one then we'll create the intake forms we'll create the update forms and we'll do all this and so essentially it's just a lot of um, entries into the database predefined tested uh, and then we'll make sure that we don't uh, if you somehow have a circle already called SEO Funnel Step 1, we won't, we'll make sure there's no duplicates. And in that moment, as soon as you load that, this funnel will be functional and active in your account. At which time you can just start with the intake form. You can go through and maybe rename a few things, rename a circle, or rename uh, some items, some, some very light uh, dressing of this thing, and then you can deploy it and make it work for you. And then you would essentially be changing the content on the portal pages, or the fields in the form, yes, you would add more uh, fields, more questions that fit your use case, but in general it would already be wired up for you, right? And that this is just a simple example, but once we start building those and have a framework to build them by, it's essentially just defining each one, uh, getting it scripted, and getting it loaded in the template library, it will be available in the template library where you can say, "Okay," and it will probably be accompanied by something quite similar to this, so that you can look at it and say, "Yeah, this is what I want." The needs list would would indicate these. This is what we're going to create in your account, et cetera, et cetera. So, we're at the sort of beginning of the planning stages of that of that use case, and uh, I think it has a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of future there. So, good. Shamika says she thinks that would be great. All right, let me turn on the chat here and we will all just kind of look at any questions that are here together. Chat in the roadmap, when will it be ready? All we can say is, is Q2. Juan, uh, I mean, it's the best thing we can say. It's it's not currently it's not currently in a place where we can say for sure it's in testing or it's in this or that, but we're we're doing our best to get to everything in Q2. When we has, we have about seven, eight weeks left, seven, six, depending on where you how you're counting them. LMS, same answer, same answer. Yep, we're doing our best. Um, we keep running, and we we are trying to parallel big features along with requested features along with small improvements, and. Um, Big features are big features, yeah, very big. And then, so sometimes we'll run into during the big features, run into things that we say, "Oh, well, for this to work in the way that we want it to work, we now need to um, pull out this scaffolding or in, in terms of construction, we need to get this footer out of the ground and put in another footer." And so, so sometimes there are when you are moving in a, in in the speed that we are. Uh, In the breadth that we are, sometimes you find that you would—it's going to be worth it to take a second here, and and reconfigure some code to work in a different way, so that when you when you place that LMS or whatever it would be on top of it, that everyone is happy with the result, and we are much more future-proof than we would be otherwise if we just powered through it and threw it up there, right? Um, So. These are things that happen, and they're kind of unpredictable and un- unknowable until you actually are in midstream, pulling you know, putting things together. Uh, so let me scroll back and see if we have any questions. I'm, I saw one, but I want to make sure we get starting at the beginning. So Juan, Juan says, uh, "Can I use template folder to share template folder with more than one user? Currently, you have to sign the template folder to one client, and there's not." Way to share that folder with more clients. The only way to share with more clients is to go to Files Home and create new file and assign the circle. What I want is to share a file with everyone in the hotel. Okay, it's a it's a circle company. The hotel one is a company, and you have a company circle for it. Is that right? Okay, all right. Let's let's jump into uh, the platform. I think I know what you're trying to achieve. Okay, we're going to go to Files here and in its simplest form one the 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 simplest implementation will be that you create what's called a shared folder okay so you will create a shared folder a new share and you're going to name it and we'll just call it uh, hotel name here that would be an easy way and then you're going to find the the circle so here's your circles your normal circles you probably have company circles below that I don't think I have any in this this account so we would just use a circle and This is now going to be shared with everyone in that circle. Okay? And not only everyone in the circle now, but this is the power of circles, they're dynamic. So it means if you add someone to that circle, they will instantly start seeing this folder in their list of folders. Uh, If you remove someone from the folder, they will no longer see that folder in their list of shared folders. Uh, and if you share this with a company circle, you are basically creating a shared folder that everyone in associated with that company will have access to. I believe that's what you're asking. Or maybe the other alternative that you might be asking about is some is folder profiles. But I want to be sure. So let me know if that's folder profiles. Okay, I thought you call it folder templates, which is pretty close to what they are. That's, that's essentially yeah we have to be a little bit careful um and in fact one video that i really want to make quickly is define let's define the nomenclature of sweet dash profiles templates what does that all mean so yeah they they they're almost they're essentially you could be the same thing depending on how you think of it folder profiles one is um a pre-built folder configuration so i don't have any in this account uh, but let's just say I want to create one for the hotel okay so I'll create a profile type right now we only have one we're gonna call it um, hotel configuration and this is for all new hotels that you add and then inside this you're going to see our your standard three folders that you see with all clients and then you can decide how you want to build this structure you you can build folders inside any one of these or all of them you can even Um, upload files into these places and the files will be replicated when the folder profile is used. So um, the way this works, yeah I see that one. but but understand that this what what you're looking at here is just a configuration it's not an actual folder okay so it it's basically like a it's like something that you would create ahead of time and then apply to each new client as you add them okay so when you say assign to one client what it does in in reality is the only time this can be add it or assign to a client is during the client creation or it can be done after. But essentially what you'll do is is um put this in your configuration as each new client is added. So when you when you say you want to assign apply it to a circle I get that yeah so let's see you could someone says you can create new contacts apply to new clients but not new companies. It would be useful to apply to new companies. Okay so I get what you're saying. You want to in retrospect, right, maybe you have a company with ten clients already, and you want to then now create a new a new folder profile and then retrospectively apply it be via circle company circle to everyone in that company. And also everyone in the future in that company. That'd be that'd be nice. I do, you're right. I don't think we have a way to really do that. Um, let's go back. Let's go to. Let's go to. Okay, I get you. Oh, I'm in the. That's why I'm in the middle of naming this thing. Okay, here we go. All right, let's go back. So here, if I went to folder profiles now, and I wanted to apply this, I'm just going to rename that. But the application comes in the uh in intake form or add client form. Mhm. So what we could do Juan is is here what if, if we implemented a assign um option and that that brought up a modal similar to let's see if I can get to another place where yes here Similar to this, right? So it would say assign folder profile, and then you would have the choices between you could assign it to just contacts individually, or to a circle, or conceivably even staff members and teams, although that probably wouldn't work. It would just be these two, and then you that assignment would happen instantly for all the people you designated here. That would allow you to retroactively uh, apply it to. Circle, which would be a company circle, and if you did it with a company circle, yeah, the future and the difficulty would be that that dynamic part, right? So if you remove someone from a circle, are we going to um, block them from all these folders that were created? I think we would kind of have to. That's a difficult one. It's a, it's, um, I think there's some logical issues in there that we, we need to deal with and think through in many different ways before we could do that with confidence Juan. but good to know that's good to, good to know that you are looking for that functionality i guess my best advice now would be as you're adding new contacts you would be able to uh set the folder profile on their way in, and then that it would be set. And any ones that would ret- were retroactive, uh, you could do those manually. Yep. Yeah. So for now, that's that's the best advice. Okay, let's take a look. I just have the chat up good. Okay. All right, Alessandro, I would like to create restricted groups in which there are clients, supplier, and us in the company. In this group, I would like to send reminders and eventually manage some conversation. Is it possible to do it with a circle? Uh, not really, Alessandro. So what you're referring to is what we, what I call the third, the um, collaborator role, I guess, depending on how you want to set things up. Circles are for internal, uh, internal contacts, I'm sorry, Circles are for externals only, which which would consist of prospects and, and clients. Uh, let's see if Noel has answered. Circles can only be for. Yeah, thank you. Further is SD is a two level system. Nice job, Noel. I mean, really, I think it's time for you to start doing the. <laughs> let's. Who 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 votes for Noel to do the webinars? She can just talk and and uh, I can take over for her and type all the answers in. <laughs> no. All right, Noel answered correctly though. Uh, that that is the exact correct answer. Circles for contacts only. So, let's go to the roadmap and look at our ever popular collaborator role. So, collaborator role gets brought up every once in a while in situations like this and what it basically does here, the intention of this is not built yet, Alessandro is something that we when we hear the use cases like you are talking about, this means um, a third-party collaborator who's not a client, but it's also not a member of your company. Am I describing that correctly? Uh, so what this will enable in its as it's planned is a three-sided structure where you would be able to um, create a new collaborator and grant that user visibility Visibility to see a particular client or clients profile or multiple clients, and then that collaborator will be able to access uh, access that client's information, assess them, and possibly communicate with them in a, in a in a way like you're describing. So these are this is what we are thinking of in this sense of a third party collaborator. Is that similar to what you are thinking about? Well, yeah, we called it collaborator. Alessandro. Alessandro says, do you mean the supplier? can be a third-party collaborator. Yes, the collaborator is a generic term for uh, the different ven- for you know we've had people call them vendors or suppliers or um, freelancers that they're trying to create what's called a facilitator platform I think is what you're looking for something where you can um, you're the company that brings together a client and then the service provider which in your case you're calling a supplier uh, and you 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 need to put those two people in the same space and see if they work well together, then the supplier is gonna charge the client some amount of money and you're gonna you're going to take fifteen percent of it or some or, or something like that. You're going to charge them and then pay the supplier some amount of money. Is this one am I guessing this close? Okay, Marion. we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's go back, 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 and I'll get to all the questions. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's just apologize. so, Alessandra. No, the, the, continue this conversation. There's no way to for y- for us to. The only way it would be Alessandra for you to add these suppliers in as something like a teammate role which is a low-level, a lower-level permissions role in, on the internal side. And it's designed to be people inside your company, but you could use it if you were careful and you tested all the scenarios. It's conceivable that you could use it to bring your suppliers in in that way. And then if you use projects to control the visibility uh, to, your, to your clients, you could use uh, projects as the controlling mechanism. And that way you could bring the teammates in and the clients in to the same space, which is a project, right? And it's sort of controlled by permissions and possibly could use client talk or team talk or some mechanism there. So I'm really, there is no black and white use case here as far as what I'm explaining to you it would be an experiment on your side to see if it would work for your use case which of course i i can't know in detail okay maybe that'll help you all right second nature says i'm told to ask can you show who's telling you what to do in second nature you're the man (laughs) Uh, second nature i'm told to ask can you show us how to transfer the clients from the old portal to the this portal also can we import bulk contacts yeah, so second nature. The way you would do that, I mean, the way that we have that that works that is workable at the moment is you would go to the old contacts view, and you would simply export here. Click export. You're going to export that to a CSV, and then yes, you can use import contacts on your other account and make sure that you're doing it. You know, you want to be careful anytime you're doing an import meca- uh, operation because you can mistakenly make a mistake as, as always happens with mistakes and suddenly you have a, a kind of a big mess to clean up and it's not a huge mess in the sense that it can't be cleaned with with um, bulk delete and things like that but it depends on how you do your import because you can do things like import custom fields and a whole lot of data and we don't have a a mechanism to reset an account or undo an import so uh, you want to do some small tests with just a couple of rows until you get things working exactly. You uh, have a couple of very predictable and successful imports, and then you'll bring the whole data. So that's how you can do it. Export from here, import from here. Okay. In the other account, of course. All right. Speed equity says, Noel is awesome. I think that's true. All right. Uh, Alessandro, for that one. Okay. Omarion, let's handle this one. Uh, he says, he or she says, how can customer fields and dynamic data be populated in workspaces? My clients are freelancers, and I want to ask them questions via forms and then have the data populate in a workspace formatted in a template for them to edit, revise, and review. Well, Marion, it cannot, We that's not possible to... Um, Populate, it's not currently possible to populate those data placeholders in workspaces. However, I think I understand what you're trying to accomplish, and really that can be done uh, by update forms. Okay, so what is an update form? An update form, let me get there, will add or update existing information to a contact. Okay. But what if, so if if you load a new contact, let's go here, I'm on the client side. Let me look. If it's here. I'll try to get to a, a place where I know for sure this is gonna work. Data will be there. Okay, well here's one actually. All right. Uh, so this is of course John Wick who also we know as Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which my kids are loving these days. Uh, I don't know how it's still funny after all these years, but they like it. Anyway, uh, in an onboarding step, there was a flow that this client went through and they landed here on the start page. And now here on the start page is an update form, okay? the data from the database for this particular client, for this client, will be shown here in the update form, at which time they can say, yes, these are all correct, or they can make some changes uh, and make changes in the form and then submit that update form, and that updates the data in the database, Okay. And every time they come here to, uh, every time they're exposed to that form again, it will be, uh, they will see the most updated data in the database. You can also use cust- in custom fields, so see the changes here now that I'm back here? You can also designate that custom fields are available. So this would be the way that I would do it, way that I would solve what you're trying to do, right? I would create a portal page that would have update forms, an update form, which you can even segment and put HTML in between, so you could build a pretty strong uh, presentation page here. And then they would just come to this page, see the current data that is in the database, and update it uh, as needed, which I think is what you said. You want to have data populate and have that so that they can edit, revise, and review. And you could do that with these are called paragraph custom fields, so they're big, big chunks of data, or small chunks of data, or check boxes, or radio buttons, or however you'd like. Yeah. Alright, let me see it, where your response might be here. Does that make sense, Samarian? Uh, workspaces is something that we're we're trying to evolve into a more useful construction. At the moment, it's really fairly static. So I would say say in the future what you can expect is more of a collaboration, real time collaboration, uh, reality there. But at the moment I don't think I'm not sure that you could expect that it would happen in the way that you're just you're referring to. Okay. Okay, yes. Do, how do I have it come in a paragraph after submitted also come in a paragraph? Uh well, you can redirect from this portal page to another portal page and, and on the the second portal page, you won't um put place a form, you'll use the dynamic data placeholders, right? So in the same way that let's see if I've done something Uh, let me show this this portal page okay so here's a portal page where that's all done this is provided by a it's the update form Amarian. Yep, yeah the update form uh, let me recommend to you the let's make sure I'm on the right page here let me recommend to you that this video that was this is the most recent video released in um, on YouTube and this one will talk about up intake forms, update forms, embedding update forms on portal pages. All of this you'll you will learn about during this uh, video. And it's a fairly fast walkthrough, and I think you'll pull a lot of concepts away. And then when you uh, let me display, let me show you this, what you can do is redirect after the submission of an update form to another to another portal page and then here's a portal page right with these dynamic so let's say you you collect this information on the first portal page using that update form then you redirect them to uh, the portal page where you're displaying that information and it will look like this in the you can load the preview and now you can even load which client you want to preview and the preview will return the data associated with that client right so uh, it's going to load the information from the client here, and then you can switch clients. Here it comes yeah. So here it is. See. So you, now I'm loaded. What will this look like when Josie Green uh, lands here, or in, as opposed to what will it look like with when Robert Martinez lands here? Well, the data is different because it's a different client. So if you ran a f- funnel where you run and run them t- into a update form on a portal page they complete that form then on this completion of that form you you configure a redirect to the second portal page where then you display all the information then you have what you need uh in fact I have almost a perfect example of this let me get no let me get there I'm going to take the time to find it now let's see I hope I haven't used it in a while so that's the problem yeah. So good, I found it. Okay, so here's a good example, right? So here's like a dashboard. This is where you would display the information. All this is custom fields, custom fields, custom fields. So let's just say that this client says, no, I'm not, my retirement target is not 62. You can say, click changes. Now look at the bottom left of my screen. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm just linking with this button to another portal page on which I have embedded an update form. And I've chosen specifically the fields on that update form, you know, so it doesn't have to be every field, but I've chosen just these five to allow them to update. Okay? And then, so now it's, this client can say, no, 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 my retirement target is 77. I'm gonna work until I'm 77. We'll click update, and then you can redirect that right back to the dashboard or whatever, it says dashboard, but whatever page. Yeah, I changed the dashboard for this client. That's why that happened. Let's go to here. Let's go back to that page and you'll see that the data is updated. Yes, 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 and they can go back. Yeah, 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 good, good. Perfect, see, and how it's updated here? Exactly, Omerian's got it right now. So you can create these dashboards and you can even give them the ability to edit this data if that's what you want. You don't have to, but you can. And they can literally edit their own information Let's say you know out of the 20 custom fields that you have, you you only want to allow them to edit just a few, like I've done here. These are the ones you can edit, the other ones you can't edit. But here, you can make these edits, and then you can redirect right back to that, that same page, and you can create a, a really nice interface in that way. Uh, also, to complete this thought, and then I'll move on, um, I want to make sure it's clear, that when you're creating custom fields, or, or when you create, sometimes you create them on the fly in the forms and you don't have all these options. But if you use your flyout menu and go to custom fields, you'll have all the options that are here. And let's just say I want to uh, edit this custom field. See how you can add this, make this up available in their profile page? So if I was to do that here, then when the client, if I was going to save, then the client can go into their profile. And so this makes it a little more straightforward. And that field will be listed in these other fields, other info right here. So in this way, you can even make it as part of the profile, so it's a very nice, easy thing for them to answer or edit or see the value and change. So that's a sort of a less complicated way to set it up. But it might work. might not work in your use case, but yes, it can work. Okay, Uh, let's go. I saw a couple questions back here. Let's hit those. No, you almost got missed because I thought you were an OL, and I, you thought you were direct messaging me. But let's let's get to your question. Since we deal with a lot of personal identifiable information, do you have any security and compliance documentation to ensure the data is securely stored? So, no, on our website we have a web page that it's accessible in the footer menu that will describe the security protocols, and that's what we publish to the public, and that's that's the extent of it. Uh, we don't go much further than that because the more information that's provided as far as specifics uh, makes it is providing more information for the bad guys to put it in a plain way yeah okay Alessandro yes no yes does it no on our website you'll see that we comply we're a HIPAA compliant platform Uh, SEC, FINRA, NIST we don't claim those we do have HIPAA compliance as a um, compliance framework that we adhere to okay oh that's second nature I'm the assistant okay got it I think I think you're you're ready to be ready you're ready for an assistant good job second nature okay so and Juan says can you include in a page a list with updates of the new files or folders added in a company not yet one so not yet is the answer uh, as we continue to build out the block builder this content block editor uh, we will be creating what we what generically is called a file block uh, and that will you will be able to take that block and configure let me just jump into a place where I can sort of demonstrate a little bit so here in the content block editor, there will be a new block here called a file block. And in that block, you'll be able to configure which folder or folders it will be watching. Okay. And then uh, it will output a, a folder tree or, a, you know, basically all the files in a way that uh, is very user-friendly and easy to understand on the uh, client side. So the advantage of that. that will be one of the options the other option will be that you can just literally upload files there and provide them in a static way the first thing that i described is more dynamic which is always the way we're thinking Um, so if you uh, created a folder that was housing some set of files that you needed to update often and maybe you created five or six different dashboards for different circles in your in your company's use case then you would Uh, connect that file block to that folder dynamically and it would just always show what is in that folder. So let's say it's like a monthly newsletter or something that you're updating quarterly, Um, then you can you will be able to just update in one place and that will be the files that will be visible to those clients uh, as they go forward. But even more powerful than that, let's get back to the Folder profile. I think I left that, but let's go there. Let's look at folder profiles. Even more powerful and dynamic than that will be that it, that there will be an option in that envisioned in that file block that you'll be able to designate a folder profile a specific folder in a folder profile. Let me do it from here because I think it will make more sense. So let's think of it like this so if I'm going to show um, tax documentation to here are your returns okay good this is perfect so if that in that file block if I can make a connection to this path in a folder profile right and that would be dynamic based on the client then if client a logs in and I have placed their client. Now, this remember, this is just a folder profile. But this will be zipped out in every single client to which I've applied this profile. So that can include client A and client B. But for client A, I'm going to put in his tax returns. And client B, I'm going to put in her tax returns. right? But I can create, for both those clients, I could create the same dashboard with the file block. And when they, client A arrives there and they look in the file they see the files return it will be their tax returns and client b it will be her tax returns so this is a way that um, if you did that then you would just when you finish with the returns you would simply go to the files navigate to the client uh, client files to the specific client and inside their shared folder here and inside whatever you know, inside that folder that I just showed you for tax returns, and upload here their tax returns, and then when they logged into that generic dashboard, we, of course we know who's the, who's logged in, and we'll go from this specific place pull those tax returns and display to that particular client. So you can build really complex um, experiences that are generic but adapt to the particular user. Okay. Elevation says five years in the future, Sweet Dash is going to be the gold standard for CRM. That's great, Elevation. I think so. I think we'll at least be. I think what's different about us is that we are community driven for one thing, and we're also taking the time to build out um, in a white label fashion as a primary, and we're integrating all of these tools that are part of our our platform in in a way that can will will be able to provide sort of an unmatched experience for your clients and eventually for your staff so in a, in an HR kinda of way uh, imagine onboarding new client imagine onboarding a new staff member in a way that everything is automated you know it's all your first day well here's a here's a course you need to start with the first day course and now you have a dashboard that shows your progress and Step by step, you, you design a, an onboarding for a particular uh, person who's in a particular team, which is the uh, equivalent of circles on the staff side. So imagine trying standardizing that in a way that when you start a new person, you just add them to a team, start them down a, down a path, and everything becomes automated and, and step by step. Does it make sense to set up an LMS as a project I think speed equity, the best way to set up some kind of education uh, experience will be with portal pages for at the moment. So, in the way that I have here, for example, see, click, create these buttons, and these buttons can be linked to other portal pages. And right now it's not, but I could say navigate to portal page, and I could select a portal page from the list. You could easily create. Um, Multiple pages that link to each other either here or you could even do it in the menu based on circle affiliation. And you can essentially build page after page with the information, link them to each other. You could have buttons at the bottom that say next, next, next. Now that's all manual, that's all hard coded, as we say. But in your early days, you could get that done. You could create a course, get it done, it would work, it would be locked down. you could create uh, even paid access to it using paid portal access. The um, upside of that is you would have the content created, right? Which I think a lot of times people will um, say, well, I can't create my course because I don't have the right tool. But um, at this point, if you created all the content in the content block editor, which is on your portal page, and it will also be the, the content creation mechanism that we'll use in, in LMS, then all you would need to do is just uh, copy all the the copy the code here, or um, just transfer this content over to the LMS, the course or the lesson, and you are in business. Then you just have to wire it up and and uh, adapt your processes a bit, and then you're you're off and running. But for sure, I don't think projects is the right construction. I think portal pages and use circles to assign your portal, portal page access. So if you have a course A or course B, you just create a circle for it, and only the people that you've added in course A or course B will see the portal page. Or if, And if you use the menu, uh, they, the menu item will only show to people who have access to the page. So it'll be very well protected in that sense. Okay, Omarian says yes. How do I have it come in a pair? Okay, yeah, we talked about that. Please share these pages portals in the community. I haven't seen them. So this one, for example, um, one is is a a template in the template library, which you can access from here. Uh, so they won't be in the community. We'll do our best to add add anything that we're showing or any kind of basic construction into the template library, so that you are able to uh, use that as a starting point, right? Elevation, ask if are there any plans to integrate sweet Dash with WooCommerce? No, not not at the moment. Elevation, um, you can use Zapier for that, so you would be able to, for example, uh, tell a Zapier Zap when WooCommerce checks out with product A in the uh, cart, then you perform these actions in Sweet Dash. So we've had many clients and customers sorry, uh, configure that. Okay, so custom fields show up in forms, yes. I have a lot to create. Does it make sense to add them on to create the forms? Uh, for me, Marian, I, I think it's easier just to create them as you're creating the forms you can we have it set up so you can do it on the fly okay so let's say we're gonna create an intake form All you have to do is go here to create custom field and now you can create everything you need right here on the fly select the type Uh, if you have check boxes or uh, multiple choice you can define all those here and the in the description if you just read here here's where you're gonna basically create the question or the statement the prompt here is where you're going to use what we would call a short name or a friendly name that you can recognize, but it just at a glance by two or three or four words. Uh, and then you'll see that those are, that this question or statement or prompt is what the client will see. And then the data will be added into the database uh, as a custom field. And then if you need to edit those custom fields or manage them later, you'll do that from here. Uh, Noel, correct. Okay, cool. Yesterday I created a project pro. No, Shamika, how are you doing, Shamika? Yesterday I created a project profile template, tasks and phases. How do I assign it to a circle? I do not see any projects when I impersonate my test client. So when so project profile, and template tasks and phases. Okay, all right. I have I have it in my head. So. A project profile, Shamika, is not yet a project in the same way that an invoice profile or a recurring profile or an accumulating profile are not yet a project. Um, maybe the best way to, to define it is it's a pre-project, okay? It's, a, um, it's ready to become a project, but you just need to tell it what you would like to do. Who, who, who's a part of this project, okay? Or who's the client, essentially? So when you create a project profile, that's why we have these um, uh, dynamic naming placeholders in the, in the name because you, the idea is that you're going to use this profile and replicate it over and over and over again. Uh, and all you're going to need to tell it is, well, who's the, what's the client's name? Who's the client? Which client am I going to create this project for? So you'll see that as you create a new project, if you go and uh, start here with new project, it will ask you if you want to use a Project Profile. Um, no, actually, no, it will ask for a template, but if you're if you using an automation, you can apply a Project Profile. Um, so the way to do that to a circle, I mean, you realize, Shamika, and I think you do, but I'll just ask, you realize that if you applied a Project Profile to a circle, it would, and there was 10 people, you would have 10 projects, 10 individual projects, because we only have, there's one client per project. And then when there is such a thing as a secondary clients in projects, but in general, a project has one client. So we don't have a way to assign a circle to a project in that way. It's, it's just kind of doesn't match up with the logic as we think about it I think what you're trying to do is have a a, a organized experience for more than one uh, client i'm just thinking trying to think on the fly here for you i know we had talked about at some point of the ability to um Let's go into this project and just look. We have secondary clients, and I want to show that, and that's part of the reason I'm coming here. So here's secondary clients, okay? So let's just say that you're working with a primary client. This will be the person who receives uh, the primary communication and notifications about this project, because we need that point person, right? But then you have secondary clients who, in most cases, would be a the team at the same company that's working with this client they're supporting or they're all part of a team you can add secondary clients which will then get access to the project and have the ability you can assign them tasks you can do things like that uh... we did have the idea and i think it's a valid one is to have the ability to complete the secondary clients requirement also with a circle or with a company circle, for example, right, which the company circle makes the most sense logically, is that you would say, oh, well, I want everybody in the, um, company to have access to this, um, project. And then you would just add the circle and that would be it. So answer is, I don't think we're on the same page at the moment to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, but, um, maybe some clarifying statements or questions from you in the chat, and then I will do my best to get there, okay? Um, okay. Good, Noel is answering Marion, that's good. And Juan says, is it possible to include images as custom fields? I see date drop down URL, but not images. The file block would be an awesome feature. Yeah, that's one of my the big ones that I'm really excited to see is that file block. Uh, So one we do have some some custom field image custom field capability. It doesn't make sense everywhere but there are a few places that does make a lot of sense and that is uh, I'll just show one right now. In contacts you're able to set some placeholders as the some image placeholders we call them for contact. Okay, So down here you'll see that you can set a, a logo landscape so let's just say for this particular client you have they, you want to put their logo in as this image placeholder, dynamic image placeholder uh, or a, a square logo this proportion is meant to fit other places a header image and we tell you the dimensions here now what's this used for? well it's you can use it in a place like this okay so remember when I did this preview and I switched from Robert Martinez to another client that the uh, profile picture image changed as well remember and we had the other uh, client here so what we're using here is a dynamic image placeholder okay so let's go into the image block and you'll see what I mean here so you can upload the image sure we'll let you upload some image uh, from your desktop and it'll be but in this case, it'll show the same image to every single person. Or you can use the a CRM contact custom image, and you can choose from the avatar, which is the one that we load, of course. In, in you know, typically, I mean, the avatar is the one we always have. That's just the avatars you can add, or these image placeholders here. So you could definitely do something like uh, display to each client their logo right on a dashboard so when they logged in and they go to some dashboard that's assigned to a circle that they're a part of and you're designing it in a generic way for many different clients but to change dynamically depending on who's logged in you can use this to display each client their own their own logo or their own picture or any some custom header image that you want to design for them uniquely Uh, and that's that's done here with the image block so here's a good example of these blocks that are not just uh, dumb blocks for, what I mean, we call them smartphones and dumb phones. I, I'm not trying to, I don't mean to say it in a crass way, but uh, this is the, sort of the dumb way, right? Let's up, up, upload an image and it will always be this image no matter what. It's kind of boring and that's what it does. So uh, well, let's call it the boring way. That's That's a little bit more. A little less crass, right? So boring the boring way or the fun way, right? The Ferrari way, right? Uh, jalopy, Ferrari. <laughs> That's the difference, right? So this is really cool. You can do a lot of cool stuff with this. The other way is kind of boring. All right. So there's your image custom field. And additionally, just to point out, there are custom fields for images and we can store those images when you add a custom field you'll see image as a use file upload so we can store those in the in the profile for example but we don't have a lot of functionality around returning those on a portal page for example because uh, it's difficult it was, there's no way for us to really know what file format that is what its use case is Could be a pdf could be a psd who knows what it is so it's it's a way that you can maybe you are you work in autocad files and you just need to put that autocad file on file but of course there's no way for us to display that in a browser so that's just some of the um, logic around that okay uh what's the use case for workspaces let me try to get back to that and i will um, go for that Speed equity says that's exactly what I need. Is there a template for that yet? Um, I'm going to get I am sorry I didn't know when you typed this speed equity, but I think maybe you were talking about when we were doing the uh, the portal page where we were changing from one to another. I hope so. Anyway, either way, great. Uh, yeah, Marion, I'll come back to that and I'll make sure it's clear. We're a little bit over time now, but I'll, I'll try to get back to it. All right. Webhooks API, that can start this year. It's not something we're rushing into at the moment, I'm uh but yes, for now, Zapier is your best bet in that direction. Do you have an affiliate program? Yes, we do, Hilton. So uh, it's currently described as a partner program here. So if you click here... And under partners and partner program, you can sign up here, and it's a simple sign up. There's really nothing uh, prevent. There's no test. There's no um, there's no wall there. The reseller program, are you asking? About agency partner program is a program that you will need to be validated. You will need to pass a test. You need we need you need to need to to be assessed right. But these are the program the agencies we are displaying to our customers who would pr- prefer to have some help to set up their their Sweet Dash account and then you will negotiate and, and and just you know we're completely unaffiliated with these uh, vendors other than they have demonstrated proficiency and they're willing and ready to help you uh, set your accounts up okay. Um, and then the reseller program is essentially you, you know, as a reseller, the best, the best use case that is out there is an agency, right, a digital agency. So if I had a digital agency and I was creating a website for someone, I might also say to them, well, not only can I create a website for you, but I can also provide you with a fully white-labeled uh, set of business tools that will you'll be able to send your clients invoices, uh, get them on subscriptions, create client portals. You'll get uh, email marketing, all the things that Sweet Dash provides. You say, I can set that up for you. Uh, it'll only be, I don't know, $149 a month uh, additional. Fully white labeled, everything good. Well, you as the agency, you have access to all the logos, all the colors. You're doing that anyway, right? It's easy for you to set up. And once you set up Sweet Dash once, I mean, it's just a breeze after that. So as a reseller, we enable in your account what's called a reseller dashboard, which gives you a set of tools that makes this even easier. You pay a wholesale amount to us, and that comes out of your pocket, and then you charge your, uh, your, your customers any amount of money you would like. It, you, you mark it up. If you can get $2,000 a month, good for you. Yeah, we don't really need to know or want to know. Uh, we only get the wholesale price just like anything, right? Um, we're we're wholesaling accounts to you. You're turning them around. You're you're solving problems with that person. And the good part about that, really honestly, is that not only you create that website, but then you create that association with those tools with their client portal. And what we find and we hear from our resellers is that that leads to more and more and more work, as they want to pay you an hourly to help them continue to build out their portal and make it better and better. And so you're working. Then almost as an agency for them on an hourly, you're getting a little markup, a little uh, monthly revenue, and it works really well that way. Okay, hope that helps. Thank you, thank you. Be cool if we could request images from users restrict the image by pixel size and DPI. Um, yeah, I can see that elevation. Um, think we'll consider that. Do we have the ability to see log into these demo accounts? Oh, Marion, you don't. No, these are just for, uh, although the, some there are some thoughts about just create, uh, once these funnels as we've created it here, for example, exist, there's really no reason why uh, you wouldn't be able to just experience it as a client would experience it from by working through the funnel, but you wouldn't have access to the admin side. So. Occasionally we have we have customers or, or or visitors that somehow find these links and uh, we see them working in or see them in the accounts, but yeah, there's no harm there. SAS for SD, here we come, yay. Create stickiness. Yeah, kind of Hilton. I mean, it's really the idea is, that, well, what we really want to, of course we want a re- what we call a retail customer who finds us and they want to set everything up. That's really strong for sure. But what might be stronger, and I see the future of um, website designers who are out there, quote unquote, that's kind of an older moniker and an older technology. So it still exists. I mean, there still are people out there looking for website design, and they're willing to pay for it. But what they're really, I think, in the future, now and into the future, going to be more and more likely to pay for is a consultant a technology consultant right can you okay you can get a website working for me but okay but what about these I want email to, email uh, marketing to work and I want these other things to work in this I see all this technology out there and all these softwares but I, I'm running my business I don't have time to set all this up but what if you were the person who Came to them with a complete plan, right? Uh, you said, "Oh well, I can help you with your website. It'll have intake forms. It'll go right into a CRM. Everything will be, you know, in everything will be adapted to your business. You and I are going to sit down, and we're going to really talk about your business. We're going, I'm going to really understand your business. And after we reach this understanding, I'll come back to you with a proposal, with a plan. And um, there's going to be a a monthly fee, which means you know you can call me anytime, email me, get advice. I can you know I'm gonna pick up the phone or I'm gonna return your email. I really think that that that, that that's a a real string strong uh, career in the future in a kind of a self directed side. It could be way more than a side hustle. So once you get say six or seven, eight, ten businesses that are legitimate businesses that can handle your the monthly payment and they're they're happy to do it as long as you continue to bring them value. Uh, you're not just going to get that monthly payment. You're going to get every single time they have a technology question or they have a need, they're going to come to you because you sat down at that table with them, you sketched out that, that flow chart, you understand their business, nobody else does, right? They trust you and anybody else they'd have to b- build that trust again and uh, if, once you have that built with a busy, busy business owner who's making real money, they will continue to um, to pay you and and take your advice and uh, let you build for them. With something like Sweet Dash, the the cool part is, you know, you have an evolving platform that's constantly being directed by suggestions from the community, so you can you can believe that eventually if you if the features are not there that you're that you're looking for right this second uh, they're not very far away in 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 terms of months right we'll, there we will find and bring to reality the most popular and have heavily requested items that will happen it sometimes it just takes time so uh, but what you have already in, in existence and real right now ready to use is a very, very strong and robust platform that you can accomplish quite a bit and adapt to uh, quite a few business niches. So, you as that technology consultant, Hilton, you can walk in and say, I can solve your problems, right? And then, as they describe your problems, you're, you are in the back of your mind, you, are, you got the, the wheels are turning. How can I solve this problem with Sweet Dash? How can I do that? How can I do that? and then you come back to them with all those solutions it's white labeled; they never see the word sweet dash suddenly you're their favorite person right so this is good I think there's a really strong market in the future for agencies to take that role take a a all-in-one solution like this uh, like sweet dash and really start to fulfill their customers their clients needs in a holistic way instead of oh here's a website for two thousand dollars whatever it is now uh, please don't bother me (laughs) please please don't email me anymore I'm doing websites for new people now so you become less of a commodity right you're commoditized when you're doing websites because uh, there's many many people doing that and they're at this point um, all the website builders of which one day we will join the club will undercut you and make it uh, easier you know, you're gonna, uh, a web, uh, strictly, a website designer who's strictly designing websites in WordPress unless they're really, really good and very, or uh, in a big market, they're eventually gonna start to starve for business. Um, but a technology consultant, somebody that can solve problems and, and create automations that a uh, business owner will recognize, those are, that's saving me time. That's saving me time and money. And I, we're making fewer mistakes. Uh, we're we're billing on a regular basis sometimes you'd be surprised how many businesses don't even get the invoices out because it's too much work or they miss it so I mean they're they're leaving invoices unpaid or not even unpaid un sent uncreated and so that money is just that's real bottom-line revenue that falls off the falls out and when bottom-line revenue falls out that's the most painful kind because you have all the expenses associated with it, but you're just not getting that bottom line. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of room there. Okay, I think we're a little over time. You're welcome, Hilton. Uh, thank you to everyone for uh, your time today, for your input, feedback, that's awesome. We really appreciate it. We take a lot of value from these webinars. We hear you and uh, are looking for how we can make things better all the time. And I think if, any, if you've been around the platform for any period of time, you're seeing that and you're seeing the steady rolling out of new, significant features, smaller improvements, and you'll continue to see that. So uh, thank you for being here. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. I think we're going to close everything down. Thanks again. See you later.